Bob Murphy welcoming you to the first regular season game in the history of the New York Mets. Brought to you by Rheingold Extra Drive. Tonight, the New York Mets meet the St. Louis Cardinals right here in St. Louis. Lindsey Nelson, Ralph Kyler, and I are on hand to bring you every bit of the action. Yes, sir, the New York Mets are on the air in their first great season. Right now, Casey Stingle, Johnny Keene, and the four umpires are getting together at home plate for the last minute check. And right now would be a good time for you to check up on your supply of fine cold Rheingold. Rheingold Extra Dry. Yes, sir, put some Rheingold on ice because it can add a lot to your enjoyment of the game. Rheingold is brewed for the choicest ingredients. Brewed the long, slow, costlier way for flavor that's brisk and bright and clean, clear through. Rheingold is beer as beer should taste. Dry tells you why. And say right now would be a good time to light up a Viceroy. Viceroy is not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. That's right. Now it's just about game time, so settle back with a tall, cold glass of Rheingold, and we'll give you the starting lineups. For the New York Mets, manager Casey Stingle will have Richie Ashburn in center field leading off. Felix Mantilla will be at shortstop, batting second. Charlie Neal at second base, batting third. Frank Thomas in right field, batting cleanup. Gus Bell in right field, batting fifth. Gil Hodges playing first base, batting sixth. Don Zimmer will be at third base, batting seventh. Hobie Landreth behind the plate, Hobie will bat eighth. Pitching and batting ninth, veteran right-hander Roger Craig. For the St. Louis Cardinals, and they feel they have a team that will be a strong contender for the National League pennant. Kurt Flood will be in center field leading off. Julian Javier at second base, batting second. Bill White will be at first base, batting third. In right field, batting cleanup, Stan the Man Museum. Ken Boyer will be at third base, hitting fifth. Manny Minoso in left field, batting sixth. Gene Oliver catching and batting seventh. Julio Gotay, G-O-T-A-Y. Gotay will be at short, batting eighth. Pitching and batting ninth, Larry Jackson. Tom Gorman from Long Island, with umpire behind the plate. Big Bill Tchaikovsky from North Walpole, New Hampshire, will call the plays around first. Ed Stahl will be at second. And Al Foreman will be at third. The skies are mostly cloudy. The temperature in the high 40s. The wind right now has subsided and is not really a factor in the ball game. Well, you know, folks, like the sign says, New team, new girl, same great beer. Yes, sir, New York has certainly taken to its brand-new National League team, the Mets. Now, this Rangel, 1962, well, who's more popular than lovely Kathy Kirsch? And that same great beer, Rangel. It's been New York's favorite for as long as I can remember. How come so many millions choose Rangel over all other beers? Simple enough, it's beer as beer should taste. And dry tells you why. Dry beer is lighter, more naturally refreshing, and Rheingold is extra dry. Extra dry for that extra refreshing taste no other beer can match. Why not see for yourself what a difference dry makes? Enjoy a glass of refreshing Rheingold along with the game. And you'll join millions who say, My beer is Rheingold the dry beer. Well, 
now we are about to be witnesses to history in the making right here in St. Louis as the New York Mets become a reality. From the dreams and the planning boards, from the works that were required to put the ball club together, from the long work in spring training, everything now bursts on the scene and becomes a reality. And the National League now is back in New York after an absence of four years. Managed by Casey Stink, with George Weiss running the front office, a veteran coaching staff of Sally Hemus, Cookie Lavagetto, Rogers Hornsby, Red Ruffing, and Red Crest. And a starting team tonight that is truly a veteran ball club. This, incidentally, with the exception of Roger Craig, is the exact personnel that played the very first spring training game for the New York Mets back on the 10th of March against the same St. Louis Cardinals. And if you'll recall, Roger Craig actually was to pitch that day, but injured uh, a muscle in his back sliding a couple of days before and had to bypass that turn. And the batting order is exactly the same except for one switch. On that day back on March the 10th, Don Zimmer and Felix Bantilla were in the reverse positions in the New York Met batting order. Now the outplay in tonight's ball game could be very tricky and could be very important. So much rain has fallen in St. Louis over the last three days that the outfield is very, very slow. The infield, of course, was covered throughout the rain and is in pretty good shape. But the outfield is so soggy and so sponge-like that at the last moment, manager Johnny Keene of the Cardinals decided to let his outfielders wear the low-cut, lightweight football shoes, just like the halfbacks wear. Game time temperature here in St. Louis, we were a little bit off in our estimate. They now say it is 55 degrees. But in the outfield for the Cardinals, Minoso in left, Flood in center, and Musial in right, all three are wearing the low-cut, lightweight football shoes, just like the ones worn by the backs and the ends in pro football. Naturally, when they come into the dugout to go on the attack, they'll be taking those off and putting on their regular baseball spikes because the infield was covered and is in pretty good shape. So setting up the Cardinal defense as right-hander Larry Jackson throws in the last of his warm-up tosses. Ken Boyer at third. Julio Gotay at short. Julio and Javier at second. And Bill White is at first. In the outfield, Minnie Minoso in left. The speedy Kurt Flood in center. And around and right, one of the great names in the history of the game, Stan the Man Musial. The battery for the Cardinals, Larry Jackson on the mound. He'll be caught by young Gene Oliver. Now moving up to the leadoff in the ballgame for the New York Mets will be the veteran Richie Ashburn. Richie, who enters this season, needing only 55 bases to reach the 2,500-hit mark. And in this game tonight, you have the two men who have more bases than any other players in the National League. Stan Musial, number one, and Richie Ashburn, number two. Richie, after 14 years, is still a lifetime 300 hitter with an average of 308 over the 14-year span. And as you know, twice he won the National League batting title. Go better than Richie Ashburn is stepping in against Larry Jackson, the fine curveballing right-handed of the St. Louis Cardinals. Jackson was hurt in spring training last year, got off to a very slow start. He was three wins and eight losses in the middle of the year. But then he came strong with a great second half. He won 11 of 12 decisions, and he wound up the year as the comeback guy of the Cardinal Mound staff. And so he has been given the honor by Johnny Keene of pitching his third opening game. 
Jackson. Hooks in to get his third from Gene Oliver. Richie Ashburn cocktailing the bat around. Jackson is into his windup, and the Mets are in business. The pitch is hit on the ground, down to third, a foul ball. Back at it by Kenny Boyer, and there's no play. And now it's a reality. We're underway here in St. Louis with Richie Ashburn leading off. Felix Mantilla moving out on deck. He'll be followed by Charlie Neal. Center fielder Kurt Flood swung way over into left center, playing Ashburn to hit for the opposite field. A drive in the air to left center. Kurt Flood is back battling. He's there now. He makes the catch for the out. Flood had a perfect defensive position on Richie Ashburn. He was way over in left center. Billy had to meander back about 10 or 12 strides to take it for the out. One away, nobody on. That brings up Felix Mantilla. This was a very good spring for Felix Mantilla. He was in a batting slump in the early part of spring training, but when the Mets, on the 23rd of March, started a road trip on the other side of Florida, he got hot. Swing and a miss, drank one. After the game tonight, the New York Mets will be flying to New York. They're anxiously looking forward to the big reception tomorrow in New York with the parade down Lower Broadway. And the welcoming at City Hall. And the opener against Pittsburgh on Friday at the Polo Grounds. Gene Oliver crashed behind the plate. Now Jackson nods in accord. Into the windup, the pitch on the way. Outside and low, he lays off of it. One ball, one strike. They've done a beautiful job with the ballpark here in St. Louis, and it is in tip-top shape and very, very attractive. Of course, in right field, which is the real hitting target for the left-hand batters, the screen stretches from the foul pool out to right center. Anything off the screen is in play. Swing and a miss on a slider. One ball, two strikes. Down the left field line to the foul pool is 351 feet. In left center to the bleachers, 379. To the gardens, out behind the green batter's eye in center field, 425. In right center, where the screen drops off, 354. 310 down the right field line to the pole and the screen. Outside and low, two balls, two strikes on Felix Mantilla. Tonight's game has a particular nostalgic flavor for one of the, not only one, but two of the New York Met coaches. Rogers Hornsby and Sally Hemus, who both managed this ball club. Taken low, ball three, three and two. As far back as 1925, the Raja directed the Cardinals to the National League pennant at a World Series championship. And of course, year before last, it was Sally who took over the Redbirds who were sagging and drove them to a third place finish. Full count now, three and two on Mantilla. Jackson, double pucks. The infield and the outfield straight away. Tapped the foul off to the left. No play and the count remains the same. Ray Lewis relying heavily this year on two comparative newcomers. Both saw some service last year, but in the true sense of the word, this will be their first full year, and that would be Gene Oliver and the shortstop Leo Gotai. A ground ball hit down to third. Kenny Boyer takes it out of the dirt, straightens up, throws in time, and there are two away. Now here's 
here's Charlie Neal coming up. Charlie batting third in the order. He looked great all through spring training. Charlie in tip-top shape, and he's hoping to bounce back to the form that he had two years ago when he was without question. Considered the number one second baseman in the National League. Here's the line to pitch by Jackson. A drive in the air toward right center field. Musial is hurrying over there. He's in front of it and makes the catch for the out. Mighty slow going in the outfield. Stan starts to slip around a little bit, but he slowed up and had time to get there. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left on. Let's get out in order, and they're half of the first inning. So the score in the middle of the first inning is the New York Mets nothing, and the St. Louis Cardinals coming to bat. here in St. Louis, and the Cardinals will be coming up against Roger Craig. Roger has a lifetime record against the Cardinals of eight wins and six losses. Kurt Flood, the center fielder, will be leading off against Roger Craig. Last year was a good one for the speedy Flood, right-hand hitter. Kurt hit 322. He was out hit only by Ken Boyer on the Cardinal Ball Club. 24 years old, from Houston, Texas, the land up and pitch to him, a strike on the outside corner. Roger Craig on the mound for the Mets. Roger has been the number one pitcher in the eyes of Casey Stengel since the very first day of spring training, and every outing during the spring bore that out. Now the lineup, pitch on the way, just off the outside edge, one ball, one strike. Last year against the Cardinals, Roger Craig won one and lost one. The game he lost, by the way, was to Larry Jackson along toward the middle of the season when Jackson started his comeback. Pitching one and one. A fly ball hit high in the air to center field. Richie Ashburn drifts to his left. He's under it. Puts it away for the out. One away, nobody on in the last half of the first inning. And the hitter now will be Julian Javier at the second base. Cardinals think they have a real star in Julian Javier. Last year he hit 279 with the Cardinals. Setting up the Mets defensively, Don Zimmer at third, Felix Mantilla at short, Charlie Neal at second, and Gil Hodges at first. Craig into his windup, the pitch to Javier. The right-hand batter tries to bunt and misses strike one. In the outfield for the Mets, Frank Thomas in left field, Richie Ashburn in center, around in right field, Gus Bell. Roger Craig on the mound, and Hobie Landreth, veteran of 11 campaigns in the National League, working behind the plate. Javier came up through the Pittsburgh Pirate organization. He starts his third season now with the St. Louis Cardinals. He was traded by Pittsburgh to the Cardinals along with Ed Bauta, for Vinegar Ben Marzell and Dick Gray. That trade took place in early 1960. The Cardinals are mighty satisfied with the trade. Now the windup pitched by Roger Craig. A swing and a miss on a slow breaking ball. Strike two. Last half of inning number one. One out of nobody on. Temperature 55 degrees. Everybody really sweating it out all day long. Hope
hoping that no rain would fall, and it didn't. If it rained any at all today, it would have knocked this game out because this field just couldn't stand any water now. Now Roger Wines, here's his pitch. Look out, he has to hit the dirt to get out of the way, and he made him wiggle. One ball and two strikes. A high hard one got away from Roger, and Julian Javier had to get out of the way in a hurry. Roger Craig, tall, rangy right-hander with a world of determination and pitching know-how. He was delighted to get a chance to pitch for the New York Mets. He worked hard all winter prior to reporting to spring training, and he is in perfect shape. Nice for the hole. Up with the ball, takes it back in, and Javier is on with a single, drilled through the hole in the left field. So there is the initial base hit of the ball game. Now the hitter is Bill White, the first baseman. Big Bill White, he hit 286 last year, a six-footer from Rock Hill, Missouri. Left-hand batter, and he was a particular nemesis for Roger Craig last season. Here's the pitch by Roger. A little bit low, taken, ball one. Don Zimmer, even with the bag, but wide of the line at third, and Felix Mantilla shaded towards second. Ashburn, a very deep center field, and around toward right center. Fell about two strides off the warning path in deep right. Gil Hodges holds against the speedy Julian Javier. He can really fly. Now through to first as Craig keeps an eye on him. the first once again. Roger Craig on the mound for the Mets. Roger was born in Durham, North Carolina for the last three years. He's made his home in Long Beach, California. He started out 12 years ago at Newport News. Craig now a seven-year veteran with a lifetime record of 49 wins and 38 losses. Roger makes the one-second stop. Time is called by Bill White, and he steps out of the batter's box. In 59, when the Dodgers won the pennant, time and again, it was Roger Craig who strolled in to pitch the big game. In the big pressure game of them all, when the Cubs had to be beaten, Roger took to the mound and was in command all the way. And now he takes on the responsibility of the big opening game here in St. Louis. Next pitch, ground ball, through the hole in the right field for a base hit. Javier around second, he's flying on to third, and the Cardinals have runners on first and third. Rounder hit by Bill White, just beyond the reach of Gil Hodges, who tried to make a backhand play on Museo is up to him. Now Don Zimmer comes over from third to talk for a moment to Roger Craig. Stan Musial, who virtually owns the National League record book. Runners on first and third, one out. Charlie Neal and Felix Mantilla setting up, hoping for a shot at a double play. Inside and low, it's ball one. Low breaking ball thrown by Craig. Musial, after 20 years, has a lifetime average of glittering 333. 
Outfield deep and around toward right. No score. Last half of the first, Cardinals threatening. Next pitch. Off the outside edge, Musio takes it. And it's two balls and no strikes on Stan the man. Manager Johnny Keene running his ball club off the lines at third with Harry Walker coaching at first. Now throw to first by Craig, not in time. Bill White easily getting back. Craig up in pitching position, delivers. Routed foul down the first baseline, no play. Now Obi Landreth moves out toward the mound to get together with Roger Craig. Last year, Stan played 123 games at 288. But he hit 15 home runs and he knocked 70 runs in. During his brilliant 20-year career, Musial has hit 444 home runs. Now Craig up in pitching position, a 2-1 delivery, outside, ball three, and now it's three and one on Musial. Roger Craig, six-foot-four-inch right-hander, trying to pitch out of a jam here in the last half of the first inning. Throw to first, not in time. Bill White hurrying back. Javier, the lead runner on third. Bill White on first. Now the pitch thrown. The runner goes towards second. A fly ball hit the short left field. Thomas coming hard, coming hard. It's wrapped up to a base hit. In the score comes Javier. And the Cardinals go in front one to nothing. Texas League base hit the short left field. Hot fly that landed in between Felix Santilla and Frank Thomas. Javier comes in to score. The Cardinals lead one to nothing. Warm-up action in the New York Met bullpen. Bob Moorhead, a right-hander, starts getting ready. Three hits in a row now for the Cardinals. Now the batter is Ken Boyer. He's led the Cardinal offense for the last four years. Marcus called on Roger Craig. Roger turned to throw to first, but Gil Hodges was not over there covering. He realized he couldn't throw. He held up, and it's the box. Moving White to third and Musial to second. Roger perhaps a little bit upset by the anxiety of the opening ball game and of the three hits in a row by the St. Louis Cardinals. Now Gil Hodges comes over from first to talk to Roger Craig. Now the Redbirds have runners on second and third, one out. They have one run in. Last of the first inning, Boyer the hitter. across behind the plate signs for the pitch Ashburn strides a bit toward left center against Ken Boyer right hand hitter with a lot of power Craig swings into his windup. here's the pitch on the way outside and low it's ball one one ball no strikes to Ken Boyer 
Last year, Ken hit 329. Led the Cardinals in hitting. Here's the pitch on the way. Outside and low, ball two. Minnie Minoso, the on-deck batter, and then Gene Oliver. The Redbirds feel they have a strong bat in every position in their batting winner this year. Well, they feel that Gene Oliver, the catcher, and Julio Gotay, the shortstop, both will hit well. Pitching 2-0. Strike called on the outside corner to Boyer. Two balls and a strike. Roger Craig, normally a very fast worker on the mound, taking plenty of time as he tries to pitch out of a tough gym in the last half of the first inning. Craig winds and pitches. A ground ball slowly hit the third. Zimmer has but one play. He fires to first in time for the out and a run is in. Bill White crossing the plate on the slow bounder. So actually the last two hitters, Musial and Boyer, both great hitters, have been uh, taken off stride by Roger Craig, but Musial boots one in for a hit to left field, and Boyer tapped a slow roller that was hit so slow that Zimmer's only play was the first base. And now Minnie Minoso is up. Federal American League star for Cleveland and the White Sox who came to the Cardinals in the swamp for Joe Cunningham. Right-hand hitter waiting, and the pitch is a strike on the inside corner. Many after a dozen campaigns in the American League, a left-hand 300 hitter. He's an exciting ball player to watch. Like the Mets, Don Zimmer, he's a scrapper all the way. He always gives you that big head-first slide in trying to get that extra base. Money really crowds the plate, and he's frequently plunked by pitches, but he's willing to take that. Now the pitch on the way. Inside and low, one ball, one strike. Two runs are in, the Cardinals lead, two to nothing. We're in the last half of the first inning. Ryan Gold, extra dry, your radio host from St. Louis. We certainly hope you're enjoying it. Now the 1-1 pitch. He tried to hold up on the swing, and... Tom Gorman says he did check up in time. Two balls and a strike. Stan Musial on second. There are two away. Last half of the first inning. Now Craig with a long look in. Kicks the leg. Delivers. A high pop foul behind the plate. Landra puts the mask to the side. Obie's ever waiting, and he grabs it for the out that retires the side. So actually, Craig, the last three hitters he faced, Musial, Boyer, and Minoso, did an outstanding job. But the St. Louis Cardinals scored two runs. There were three hits. No errors. One man left on. At the end of one, the score, the St. Louis Cardinals, two. And the New York Mets, nothing. Frank Thomas will be leading off against Larry Jackson in the top half of the second. The Mets hoping to dig in and go to work and get the two runs back. Fastball inside and high. It's ball one. Johnny Keene and his pitching coach, Harry Paulette, both feel that Larry Jackson can have a great year and be the bell cow of the pitching staff. Jackson, the 30-year-old right-hander, winds and pitches a ground smash to short. Julio Gotay is up with it. Pegs to White in time for the out. 
He almost made his throw too wide, but White, with a long stretch, went out to get it. One away, nobody on. That'll bring up Gus Bell. The Chicago Cubs and Houston Colts are underway in their game in Houston. Glenn Hobby pitching for the Cubs and Hal Wittishik for the Houston Colt 45s. Cubs did not score in the first. Breaking ball outside to Gus Bell, ball one. Otherwise, in the National League tonight, Cincinnati at Los Angeles and Milwaukee at San Francisco. A day game between the Phillies and Pittsburgh was postponed rain. The only day game played was in the American League where the Red Sox defeated Cleveland 4-0 on a four-hit shutout by Bill Monbouquet. A smash it hard, a base hit up the middle for Gus Bell. And the New York Mets have their first hit of the campaign, and it was a clean one by Gus Bell up the middle. Now, while we're waiting for Gil Hodges to step in, let's step out for station identification. This is WGY Schenectady. Bob Murphy with Lindsey Nelson and Ralph Kiner. The New York Mets are hitting against Larry Jackson on the top of the second. Gus Bell has just drilled a single to center field. And now the hitter is 38-year-old Gil Hodges. Here's the pitch by Jackson. A blazer that's in there for a call strike. Gill starting the year, just eight home runs behind Ralph Kiner for the number 10 spot in the all-time home run derby. Breaking ball over a strike on the outside corner. He was threading a needle with that one. Gill, a 16-year veteran with a lifetime average of 274. a good chance to join the 2000 hit club this year. One away, one on. The two-strike pitch by Jackson, and he pops the ball up on the left side of the infield. Kenny Boyer in toward the mound is waiting under it, and Boyer takes it for the out. Now there are two away, a runner on first, Gus Bell, and coming on to hit will be Don Summer. Cardinals two, New York Mets nothing. We're in the top half of the second. Detroit and Washington postponed rain in Washington. They are underway in Kansas City. The Minnesota Twins nothing, Kansas City A's nothing at the end of one, and that's Camilo Pasquale against Wyatt. Now Jackson eyes the runner, then pitches. Swing and a miss on a curve, strike one. Zip led the New York bed hitters throughout spring training. a great start for the Chicago Cubs last year. He hit extremely well the first half of the year, and he had a number of timely home runs. Jackson's pitch, a ground smash over the mound, over second, a base at the center field. Bell on second will hold up there as Kirk Flood flips the ball back in. And the Mets now on singles by Gus Bell and Don Zimmer have two men on. Coming on to hit will be Hobie Landry. Hobie 
have the honor of being the first player selected by the New York Mets in the expansion draft of last October 10th. Obie originally from Decatur, Illinois, is a 12-year veteran. Obie, a left-hand hitter in the Cardinal outfield, shades just a little bit around toward right. Hemus on the coaching lines at third and Cookie Lavagetto on the lines at first. The Mets trailing two to nothing now have the tying runs posted with two men down. Curve balling Larry Jackson makes the one second stop, kicks the leg, delivers. He starts him off with a fastball, but it's outside. One ball and no strikes. The Cardinals after this game will have an off day tomorrow and then they'll be in Chicago on Friday. The Mets will be coming home to open a four-game weekend series against Pittsburgh. Opening day Friday, a day game Saturday, and our big doubleheader with Pittsburgh on Sunday. Pitching a high fly ball, not too deep, off the short center field. Everybody running for it. And it's Javier, the second baseman, who grabs it, holds on to it as Kirk Flood barrels into him, coming up from behind. But Javier holds on to it, and the side is retired. Pop fly to short center field. Flood at the last moment tried to sidestep and get out of the way. But uh, he crashed into Javier. Not too hard. Nobody hurt on the play on the side is out. No runs, two hits. No errors and two left on. And now at the end of an inning and a half, the score, the Cardinals two and the Mets nothing. Now Gene Oliver leads off in the last half of the second facing Roger Craig. Rounded foul down the third baseline. No play. on the way. Breaking ball over a beauty by Craig. Two strike count on strapping Gene Oliver. Oliver last year had 40 home runs, 36 in the Coast League, and four with the Cardinals. And they think he's going to become a real good hitter. Outside and low, Obie digging it out of the dirt. One ball and two strikes. Gene Oliver is from Moline, Illinois. He has the size for it. He's 6'2", weighs 215 pounds. 27 years old. Next pitch to him, swing, and a miss. He struck him out. And Craig, with a big motion and a changeup, really fooled Oliver on that one. So Roger hangs up his first strike out of the game. One out and nobody on. Nobody on the batter now is Julio Gotai to shortstop. Last year, Julio Gotai played at San Juan and then later at Charleston when the franchise moved, and he had a good year in AAA. He hit 307. He was in 10 games with the Cardinals. Outside and low, it's ball one. They have turned over the shortstop job to Gotai, and as the old saying goes in baseball, the one opponent you must be strong down the middle, and so Gotai, along with Gene Oliver behind the plate, assume much of the responsibility of whether or not the Cardinals will be a very successful ball club this year. Greg winding the pitch to Gotai. 
Pratt and low ball, 2-2-0. Two, two oh. Cardinals 2, Mets nothing, we're in the last half of the second. Craig cranks up. Ground ball hit down to third. Zimmer racing in. He's up with it. Throws to first in time. And Gotai is out. Slow grounder and Zimmer had to race in for it. Two up and two set aside by Craig. And that brings up Larry Jackson. Red Shandys has been added to the active roster of the St. Louis Cardinals. Two outs and nobody on. Here's Jackson. Tonight for Larry Jackson marks the third time he has been honored by pitching the opening game for the Cardinals. A high foul. Well hit. Back goes Thomas. He may have room. He's down the barrier. Makes the catch. Right up against the wall at deep left field. Frank Thomas pulls it in. That ball was well hit by Larry Jackson. He almost put that one into the seats in the bleachers in left side. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left on. At the end of two innings, the score, the St. Louis Cardinals, two, and the New York Mets, nothing. Now we're all set to go here in the third inning. The Mets coming up, hoping to get a couple of runs back, and all set to step in and paint the word picture for you. And best of luck, Ralph, as we swing into the big new season, Ralph Kiner. Thank you, Bob Murphy, and all set to go here for the Mets, Roger Craig against Larry Jackson, both from the right-hand side. 2-0 game, St. Louis. First pitch to Rogers, swing and a miss, strike one. Cardinals picked up two runs in the first inning. Top of the third right now, Roger Craig the batter. Jackson back with a fastball, called strike two. So Larry Jackson on top of Roger Craig. No balls and two strikes. It'll be Roger Craig, Richie Ashburn, and Felix Mantia here in the top of the third inning. Jackson back, catches the outside corner, got him looking, strike three. So Jackson picks up his first strikeout of the ball game. Roger Craig going down, and the batter stepping in is Richie Ashburn. Richie flies out to center field in his first time at bat in this National League season. Last year, hit 257 for the Chicago Cubs. Has a lifetime batting average of 308. Twice has led the National League in batting with 338 in 1955 and 350 in 1958. Left-handed batter, outfield shifting over to the left side. Ken Boyer right on top of third base and just about a step in. Kotai deep in the hole at the shortstop position. First pitch to Richie, taken at the knees, a curveball, strike one. Minoso left field, way over towards the left field side near the foul line. Kurt Flood in center field, over in left center field. One strike pitch to Ritchie is called strike two as Jackson working quickly here picks up two quick strikes. Larry Jackson last year won 14 mile, losing 11 ball games, got off to a very slow start, then won 11 out of his next 12 starts. Has a lifetime record of 85 wins and 75 losses. 30 years old, he's the number one right hander. Now the two-strike pitch to Ashburn. Hit down through the hole in the left field, a base hit, and Richie gets his first base hit of the 1962 season. 
That puts a runner at first base and brings up Felix Mantia. Well, Richie had to thread the needle. He had about 15 feet to hit that one between the third baseman and the shortstop, and he did. He hit it sharply on the ground in the left field. So it's hit number three, picked up by the New York Mets. And coming down now, Felix Mantia, who grounded out to the third baseman. Last year, he hit 215 for Milwaukee as a utility ball player. He has a lifetime average of 231. Now out on the mound, Jackson talking with the shortstop, Gochai, and the second baseman, Javier. And they're evidently going over who will cover if a double play situation comes up as far as the pitcher is concerned. Normally, the second baseman or the shortstop, either one designated before the ball game, will give a sign to the other ball player as to who will cover on each pitch. They shift around depending the, actually on the speed of the pitch, the fastball or the curveball. Ashburn with a good sized lead at first base draws a throw, but he gets back in time. Mantia right hander deep in the box. Jackson looking throws home. It's high for ball one. On deck, Charlie Neal. Coaching at third base. Salahimus giving the sign to the batter as Felix Mantia looks down to see what's going on. Scoring 2-0 in favor of the St. Louis Cardinals, stop of the third. Jackson checking Ashburn at first. There's a ball fouled away. Strike one. One ball, one strike. The field condition here at First Stadium is not good. Yesterday's opener postponed because of rain, and it was actually mainly due to the field condition being so wet that the game could not be played. That's the first opener that's been postponed in St. Louis in 25 years. 1-1 count on Mantia. Jackson checking Ashburn at first. Comes to the plate. Curveball, a tie. Ball two. Two balls, one strike. Been explained in his seventh major league season. Now Gautai comes on in to talk to Jackson once more. This is the 87th National League opener. First game was played way back in 1876 when Boston beat Philadelphia 6-5. Couple of scores on the big board in left center field. Houston 2, the Cubs nothing. That's at the end of 2. Minnesota nothing, Kansas City nothing at the end of 2. Right here, it's 2-0 Cardinals. Top of the third. Now set the goal, a check in the swing, it's up high, ball three. So Jackson now behind three balls and one strike. Ashburn at first base, one man out. No wind at all at this point. Earlier in the ball game, it was blowing in slightly from left field. In fact, it held up a real strong bit by Larry Jackson for a home run off of Roger Craig. Both teams with three hits. Ashburn checking the coach at first, Cookie Lavagetto, looking for the steal. He goes, the pitch is swung on, foul down in the dirt off of the foot of the catcher, Gene Oliver. And time is called. That'll send Ashburn back as the count goes full. Three balls and two strikes. Now the trainer coming out to take a look at the right foot of the catcher. Jackson there talking it over with him. And now Bill White coming in to see what's going on. Cardinals jumped out to a quick lead in the first inning when after Kurt Flood had flied out to center field, Javier singled to left. Bill White then moved him down to second base with a single. Then he scored in a bloop single by Stan Musial. And then Bill White, who had gone over to third base on a box, scored on an infield out by Ken Boyer. The only two runs of the ball game. 
Now 3-2 pitch to Felix Mantilla. Ashburn goes. The pitch is swung on, foul back in the screen. So they kind of hold at three balls and two strikes with one out. Fine crowd on hand. It was estimated that they would draw approximately 20,000 people for the opening night. And in spite of the fact that the temperature has to be pretty close to 50 degrees, we have about that many out here. Bleachers in left field and in right field, practically full. Now the 3-2 setup. Mantilla the batter. Aspirin being held. Now goes. The pitch is hit on the ground and foul. So once again, the count will stay at three balls and two strikes. Well, Aspirin, who had trouble all spring with his legs, now getting a good workout running on the 3-2 pitch. For the ball game, he said his leg, actually both legs, have come along very nicely, and he's in good shape to start the season. The Mets had very little injury trouble during spring training. 3-2, Mantilla the batter. Ashburn does not go, the pitch is high, and Mantilla gets first base free. So Jackson gives up his first walk of the ball game, and that moves Ashburn 90 feet down to second base, puts Mantilla on first. He's a potential time running the batter is Charlie Neal. Neal fought out to right field, actually a semi-line drive. He is 0 for 1, has a lifetime average of 265. Last year with the Los Angeles Dodgers at 235. Richie Ashburn at second base, at first base Mantilla. At the plate, Charlie Neal. Infield playing straight away, outfield straight away. The on-deck batter, Frank Thomas. One man down to score 2-0, St. Louis Cardinals. Jackson checking Ashburn at second, comes inside with a slider, ball one. Neal moving away, falls down on the ground. It wasn't too close. One ball, no strikes. Charlie Neal had a fine spring for the Mets. And manager Casey Stengel says you got to figure this man in the first division as a second baseman. He can play on any team. Next pitch, foul away, strike one. One ball, one strike. Charlie Neal can play shortstop, although the Mets have not used him there at any time. Ashburn looking down at Sally Hemus at third base for a sign. Mantilla at first base has a short lead. Bill White playing behind him. One man out. Jackson checking Ashburn. Now comes with a 1-1 pitch. It's up high. Ball two. Two balls, one strike. One out. Jackson is 30 years old. Six foot two. Weighs 190 pounds. Two-one pitch to Neal is inside ball three. So now Jackson a pitch away from loading them up. Three balls and one strike. Jackson last year got off to a very slow start when he had his jaw broken with a piece of a flying bat from the bat of Duke Snyder. At the halfway mark, he had won three games while losing eight, and he came on to win 11 of his next 12 and ended up with a season of 14 and 11. Now the 3-1 pitch to Charlie Neal. On the ground, throw into the right field, a base hit. 
That's been rounding third. Well, come on in, man. She is going over to third base. The throw is not cut off by Gotai, but Charlie Neal holds it first, and the Mets have scored their first run of the 1962 season and their first run in their history in the National League play. It's a 2-1 game. Runners at first and third base, and the batter is Frank Thomas. Charlie Neal with a base hit through the hole in the right field. Picks up his first run batted into the 1962 season. The game is 2-1 in favor of the Cardinals, and Frank Thomas steps in. Frank was out on the ground at the shortstop in his first try. Last year hit 281 for the Milwaukee Braves and the Chicago Cubs. He had 27 home runs and 73 runs batted in. He has a lifetime average of 268. at first base. At second base, at third base, Felix Mantia. And the first pitch to Thomas is swung on a missed strike one. Good curveball by Larry Jackson on the outside corner. Two to one Cardinals, top of the third inning. Thomas, the cleanup batter, playing in left field, stands right on top of the plate. Can't get any closer. Jackson looks in for the sign and backs off the mound, asks for another. Gene Oliver, the catcher, gives it to him. He set Neal with a short lead at first base. One out and the pitch to Thomas is hit out the center field, deep to center field. Flood is there. Neal has tagged up at first base. The runner third tagged up has come on in, and that ties it up at two to two. So Frank Thomas on a sacrifice fly to deep center field. Ties the game up at two apiece. As Mantilla scores from third base and on the throw into second base, Charlie Neal went back into first. That brings up Gus Bell. Gus got the first base hit for the Mets in the second inning, a single to center field. Just about a 255. A throw to first base. Neal dies back in. Got back in safely. Jackson with a good move to first base. Jackson with a good move to first base. Just a left-handed batter. And the first pitch to him. A fastball. It's outside. Ball one. Two runs are in. The game all tied up at 2-2. Top of the third inning. Gus playing his 13th Major League season. I feel slightly to right. Again, that quick throw to first base, and Neal goes back in on his hands and knees this time. The play is not quite that close, but Neal is taking no chances. Time called as Gus steps out of the batter's box. The on-deck batter is Gil Hodges. Larry Jackson, the right-hander now, checking Neal at first. Still looking, now comes to the plate. It's hit to right field, high in the air. Mutual back on the warning track, has room, and he makes the catch. And so now with the score all tied, the New York Mets score their first two runs of the 1962 season. In the inning, for the Mets, two runs on two bases, no errors, one man left, and the score at the end of two and one-half innings of play, the New York Mets 2, the St. Louis Cardinals 2. Coming up now, jazz, smooth, suave, and sweet. Why don't you listen? 
walks out in front of home plate. He wants the ball looked at. It is looked at by second base umpire, Ed Sudol. Juju game. Cardinals now in the bottom half of the third, but runners at first and third base. No one out. Bill White the batter. The on-deck batter, Stan Musial. Now Craig set to the plate. Swung on, a foul tip down the dirt, strike one. One ball, one strike. Roger Craig, six foot, six foot four, making his debut for the New York Mets. Last year was five and six for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He appeared in 40 games. Now the pitch to Bill White. Too low, ball two. Craig missing with a slider down below the knees. Two balls, one strike. Zimmer playing back at third base. They're going for the double play. They'll give up the run. Base. Hodges puts the tag on, but Javier is back easily. Now Craig calls time. He wants a new ball. And Tom Gorman gives it to him. And Craig says, I want another one. He changes again. Pitcher can get a new ball at any time in a ball game. A batter can only request that a ball be put in play. Minnesota has gone out in front of Kansas City in the top of the fourth, two to nothing. Right here, it's 2-2. Craig on the mound, set to go. At the end of three, Houston two, Chicago nothing. Into the stretch, and the pitch to Bill White. Line to right field. That puts the Cardinals out in front, three to two. Here comes Bell throw across the diamond. It's cut off by Mantillas. Out of the air, goes into third base, and White ends up at first. So Bill White picks up his second single in the ballgame. He drives in his first run. The score now, the St. Louis Cardinals three, the New York Mets two. Well, there was no doubt about that base hit. It was a line shot to right field. Now warming up in the bullpen, Craig Moorhead for the New York Mets. number six for the Cardinals. And the batter, Stan Musial. Stan drove in the first run of the game when he dropped a single in front of Frank Thomas in left field. And this fellow holds the highest lifetime batting average of any active player in Major League Ball, 333. Last year, he had 288 for the Cardinals. And he has a total of 444 home runs in his major league career. Left-handed batter, and the first pitch to stand is outside. A fastball. Ball one. Javier at third base. At first base, Bill White. Craig's control has not been too sharp tonight. Pitch back to Stan. Line to right field. Bell is going over near the wall. Brian Troy, a throw by Neal, two-hander for Zentine, the tag, and he is out. On 
the play, Sam Musial moves on down to second base. If you're scoring, it went from the right fielder, Gus Bell, to Charlie Neal, to the catcher, Landra. Nine to four to two. A run is in. And the score of the ball game is now four to two, St. Louis Cardinals. And Sam Musial picks up his second hit of the ball game and his second run batted in. Took a perfect throw by Charlie Neal in the second base cutoff position to Neal. Bill White trying to score from first base, and it was perfect. Landers got the ball just as White arrived. The tag was unnecessary because the throw was in perfect position. And now the batter is Ken Boyer. drove in a run and he grounded out to Zimmer takes down low ball one he is all for one credit Stan Musial with the double on the base hit pitch to Boyer is outside ball two so Roger Craig now is Stan Musial at second base has a 2-0 count on Ken Boyer right handed batter Boyer last year, 329. He had 24 home runs, 95 runs batted in. He has a lifetime batting average of 299. Craig throws a foul tip, strike one. Two balls, one strike, one out. In the St. Louis Cardinals, bottom half of the third inning. still throwing in the bullpen for the New York Mets as Roger Craig looks in for the sign on the 2-1 pitch. Musial with a short lead at second base. The ball is on the ground to the shortstop side. Zimmer cuts it off a fine play to throw to Hodges in time. Don Zimmer cutting across in front of the shortstop man. Gia made a one-handed glove catch of the hard ground ball. Turned through in time to get Boyer free first for out number two. On the play, Stan Musial held at second base, and the batter stepping in is Minnie Minoso. Minoso fouled out in the first inning. Right-handed batter who hit 280 for the Chicago White Sox last year. He has a lifetime average of 304. Musial at second base with two outs. Craig throws. It's outside. Ball one. Slider missing off the outside corner. One ball, no strikes. Looking for the sign from Hobie Landreth. Throws too low. Ball two. Slider down below the knees. Two balls and no strikes. Roger Craig wearing 38 on the mound for the New York Mets. At first base is Gil Hodges. Charlie Neal at second. What a fine play. He just pulled off to get wide at home on a relay throw. Felix Mantia at shortstop. Don Zimmer at third. Frank Thomas in left field. Richie Ashburn in center field. Gus Bell at right field. And Hobie Landers giving the 2-0 sign to Roger Craig. And also lines one to right field. Bell coming on, can't get to it. Takes it on the first bounce. Here comes the throw to home. Musial is going to score. And now they have Peloso on the rundown. It's over to Charlie Neal, back to the pitcher. And now Zimmer makes the play. And they say that possibly... 
There's an argument on the play, but it is not ruled obstruction at all. And if you're scoring on the play, another run has come into the ball game. It's five to two in favor of the Mets as Manoso gets a single to drive in his first run. And the scoring on the rundown play from the right fielder Gus Bell to the first baseman Gil Hodges to the second baseman Charlie Neal and back to Don Zimmer at first base. So it goes nine to three to four to five. And in the inning for the St. Louis Cardinals, they pick up three runs on five base hits. And the score at the end of three complete innings of play, the St. Louis Cardinals, five, the New York Mets, two. Well, in this first ball game of the 1962 season, we've seen plenty of action already. And the New York Mets have scored their first two runs ever. The first base hit picked up by a Met in a ball game, and their history was by Gus Bell in the second inning. There's the official announcement that the run scored by Stan Musial was his 1,859th run scored in his major league career, and it ties the all-time National League record held by Mel Ott. Well, that's going to be one of probably many records, National League all-time records, that Stan Musial will set this year. He has a chance to set the all-time record in hits. That's held by Hannes Wagner. The all-time record in net bats, which also is held by Hannes Wagner. The all-time record of runs batted in held by Mellot. The all-time record of games played held by Wagner. The all-time record of major league base hits, long hits held by Babe Ruth. The all-time record of total bases held by Cobb. Sam Musial just tying one of the all-time records. Now we're at the top of the fourth. And the first batter, Gil Hodges, takes outside from Larry Jackson. Larry Jackson working in the top of the fourth inning. The score of the ball game, 5-2 in favor of the St. Louis Cardinals, as they have gone out in front in the third with three big runs. Gil popped up to the third baseman. He is 0-1. for 1. Right-hander back, and there's a drive deep to left field. This one could go all the way. Manoso's back by the wall. He can't get to it. A home run. Gil Hodges was a home run for the New York Mets. Their first one, that's 362 for Gil Hodges, the first one of this ball game. And the score of the game is now 5-3. to three. That was a deep drive to left field against the wind that went in about 14 rows in the area, about 358 feet away from home plate. And now Don Zimmer steps in. Five to three in favor of the St. Louis Cardinals. Don has a single and one time up. Takes high, ball one. Right-handed batter against Larry Jackson. That home run by Gil Hodges has just placed him Ahead of Joe DiMaggio on the all-time home run list. A swing and a foul, strike one. One ball, one strike, Don Zimmer. Morehead still throwing in the bullpen for the New York Mets. Now Larry Jackson with his 1-1 pitch to the right-handed batter Zimmer. A hard ground ball down to Javier at second base. He moves to his right, comes up, throws in time. Out number one. One 
and out, the batter is Hobie Landreth, left-handed batter for the New York Mets. He bats in the eighth position. He popped up to the second baseman in his first try in 1962. There's a drive to right field down the right field line, but going foul. Landreth picking on a slow curveball, lined it down the right field line, but just a little bit too far in the foul territory. Strike one. The field dimensions here at Bush Stadium, 310 feet down the right field line. And right center, 354 feet. But running from the 310 mark to the 354 mark, a high screen, so a home run has to travel about 30 feet in the air above the ground level. Jackson back outside, ball one. One ball, one strike. In straightaway center field, it's 422 feet. In left center field, 379 feet. And down the left field line, 351. This is the left-handed hitter's ballpark. Jackson into the windup, and back to Landers with the 1-1 pitch. A let up, it's fouled away, strike two. One ball, two strikes. Pitch to Landreth outside, ball two. Fastball just missing off the corner. Two balls, two strikes, one out. Five to three, St. Louis Cardinals. Bottom, make that the top of the fourth inning. Jackson back and a fly ball out to left field. Coming on slowly, Manoso, he's there. Pounds his glove once and makes the catch. Roman also makes its first put out in the National League, and we have a pinch hitter coming up for the New York Mets. Boucher now coming in, the bat for the New York Mets. Ed Boucher, and that means that Roger Craig will go out of the ball game and warming up in the bullpen for the Mets. Craig Moorhead. Bob Moorhead, number 22, will come in the game in place of... Roger Craig. Boucher takes it inside. Ball one. Boucher, left-handed batter. Jackson back, and it's on the knees. Strike one. One ball, one strike to Ed Boucher. out to score in the ball game, 5-3 in favor of the Cardinals, and the 1-1 pitch to Boucher way inside, it gets back Oliver going back to the screen, ball two two balls, one strike Boucher last year with the Chicago Cubs came up with the Philadelphia Phillies now Jackson looking for the sign from Gene Oliver has it and the 2-1 pitch is high outside, ball three. So Boucher, the first pitch hitter used by the Mets in their history. Three balls, one strike. Jackson says, give me another sign on the 3-1 count. 
Still looking. Now sets into the windup. Back to the plate, high outside, ball four. So Boucher picks up a walk. That's Jackson's second walk in the ball game. And that puts a runner at first base. That brings up Richie Ashford. Richie one for two. He singled the left field and scored a run in the third inning. And he fired out to center field. He represents the potential time run. Contact batter Felix Mantia. Bill White at first base holding Boucher on. And the Cardinals shifting around towards the left on Ashford. Jackson's first pitch is strike. A strike call. Ashburn decoying the butt, moved on down the line as though to butt. He pulled Boyer in quickly from third base. No balls and one strike. Jackson checking the runner at first. Back to the plate. It's a slider that's over strike two. No balls and two strikes. Richie Ashford in the batter. Defensively for the St. Louis Cardinals, Oliver behind home plate. First base, Bill White. He has now moved behind Boucher. At second base, Javier. Shortstop, Gautier. Third base, Ken Boyer. But also flood and usual in the outfield left to right. The two-strike pitch. Lined on to White at first base on the first hop. He makes a fine play. Goes over, taps the back himself. And that retires the side. That ball was well hit. And in the inning for the New York Mets, they pick up one run on their first home run. Gil Hodges, 362nd. One base hit. No errors. No one left in the score at the end. Uh, three and one half innings of play. The St. Louis Cardinals, five. The New York Mets, three. You know, being New York's largest selling beer, you'd figure that Ryan Gold had quite a story behind it. But actually can be summed up in two words. Yes, two little words, extra dry. Those two little words tell you why Ryan Gold has a flavor all its own. An extra refreshing flavor other beers just don't have. Ryan Gold's extra dry brewing is long, slow, and costly, but it makes a big difference in taste. The flavor of Ryan Gold comes through brisk and bright and clean. It's beer as beer should taste. Any wonder then that millions of people say... My beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. But discover the difference that dry makes yourself. Enjoy fine gold Rheingold right along with the game. Just open up or order up Rheingold Extra Dry. Well, we're moving to the bottom half of the fourth inning with the score of the ball game 5-3 in favor of the St. Louis Cardinals as they come to bat. And now in the ball game for the Mets, Bob Moorhead, big tall right-hander. And he's taking his warm-up pitches. Bob Moorhead, the right-hander now, completing the tosses. He'll be working to Gene Oliver here in the bottom half of the fourth. Last year, Moorhead was at Jersey City. He had a 5-6 and six record. He appeared in 21 games, and he had a fine earn average of 3.33. Comes from Pennsylvania. He's 6'1", 170 pounds. Then his first pitch to Oliver, just too low, ball one. Roger Craig started the ball game for the Mets. He worked the first three innings, giving up the five runs on seven hits. He struck out one, he walked none. 
So Moorhead will work to Oliver, Gochai, and Jackson here in the bottom of the fourth inning. There's a base hit. The line caught by Mantine and almost tears him away as he catches the ball after jumping high in the air. Fine play by Felix Mantia on a shot by the catcher, Gene Oliver. So Mohit picks up his first out and the batter stepping in, Julio Gochai. Big star right-handed batter. Score of the game, it's 5-3, to three, St. Louis. Bob, just outside, ball one with a fastball. Mohit throws a good sinking fastball. Has a long sweeping motion with his delivery. He was very effective all spring. Now looking in for the sign. Slider that's outside, ball two. Kuchai grounded out to the third baseman Zimmer and is only dry. And this fellow holds the key to the St. Louis Cardinals' pennant hope. Young shortstop that they are depending upon to really hold them together in the infield. Two-ball pitch on the ground off the end of the bat down to the second baseman Neal. He comes in, feels it by the grass, throws over to Hodges in time, and Kuchai is down. So Moorhead now, two up and two down, and the batter coming on, Larry Jackson. Jackson fired out deep to left field in his first try. Moving Thomas right back to the warning track, about 350 feet from home plate. Now time is called as Landreth, Mantia, Zimmer, and Neal all talk it over with Bob Moorhead on the mound. Larry Jackson, a right-handed batter, stepping in the batter's box. Score the game 5-3 to three, St. Louis, bottom half of the fourth inning. Minnesota now has gone out in front of Kansas City, 3 to nothing. Top of the fifth inning. Moorhead catches with a curveball, strike one to Jackson. No balls, one strike. Jackson, a right-handed batter. Slider outside, ball one. One ball, one strike. Cardinals scored two in the first. The Mets tied it up with two in the top of the third. And the Cardinals went out in front in the bottom of the third with three. And Gil Hodges made it five to three with his first home run of the 62 season, number 362 in his career. 1-1 pitch in the air to shallow center field. Coming on is Ashburn. He's signaling. He's there and makes the catch. And that does it in the fourth for the St. Louis Cardinals. Three up and three down. The score at the end of four. The St. Louis Cardinals five. The New York Mets three. And now as we move to the fifth inning of the ball game, here is Bob Murphy. Thank you, Ralph. Here is the summary over the first four innings. First, the line score for the Cardinals five runs on eight hits. They've had only one man left on. For the New York Mets three runs on five hits. The Mets have had four left on. Roger Craig in three innings gave up five runs, eight hits, walked none, and struck out one. It marked the first time since the beginning of spring training that Craig has been hit hard. Larry Jackson in four innings has given up three runs on five base hits. For the New York Mets, Charlie Neal, Frank Thomas, and Gil Hodges have driven home the runs. And for the St. Louis Cardinals, Stan Musial has driven two runs in. Kenny Boyer won, Bill White won, and Minnie Minoso won. 
Tonight, after the game, the New York Mets will be flying back to New York by their chartered airliner. One and all, very excited about the big welcome and the big reception in the form of the parade down Lower Broadway and the welcoming from Mayor Wagner at City Hall tomorrow about noon. After that, the New York Mets will go out to the polo grounds to familiarize themselves with the polo grounds with the workout to get all set for the home opener Friday against Pittsburgh. Remember now, tickets are on sale at Grand Central Station, 42nd and Vanderbilt. The Long Island waiting room of the Penn Station and the Polo Grounds. And ticket reservations may be made at all Howard Clothes stores. In the fifth inning, it's Felix Mantilla leading off against Larry Jackson. He starts him off with a curve, but it bends outside and low. One ball and no strikes. Felix has grounded out third to first. His last time up, he drew a walk and later scored... On a long outfield fly by Frank Thomas. Now Jackson cranks up. Down comes the pitch. A strike on the outside corner. One ball, one strike. One thing that has looked good already for the New York Mets has been the fact that the three men being counted on by Casey Stengel to provide a long ball, Frank Thomas, Gus Bell, and Gil Hodges, all three have hit a long one. Inside and low to Mantilla. He lays off of it. Two balls and a strike. Thomas hit a ball very deep to center field. That was a sacrifice fly, scoring Mantilla. Gil Hodges, as you would expect Gil to do, what a great old pro, building a home run in his first game as a New York Met. And Gus Bell hit one deep to right field that Musial backed up to take. Pitching two and one. Call strike on the outside corner. He picked off the outside edge with that good slider. The count is even now at two and two. Charlie Neal on deck and then Frank Thomas. The Mets two runs behind as they hit in the top of the fifth inning. Nobody on, nobody out. Top half of the fifth. Larry Jackson pitching two and two. A drive in the air to center field coming in as Kurt Flood and he makes the catch for the out. Hard hit line drive straight away by Mantilla. Six-year veteran. Flax and foul off to the right, up over the roof and out of play in the count strike one. Charlie came to the New York Mets in a deal involving Lee Walls. The Mets had paid $125,000 for Lee Wall in the expansion draft and traded him on to the Dodgers to get the valuable Charlie Neal. Neal's lifetime batting average after six years is 265. Inside the high, one ball, one strike. Rookie right-hander Ray Washburn may get the starting call from Johnny Keene to pitch the second game for the Redbirds when they help the Chicago Cubs open the home season in Chicago. 1-1 delivery. A high fly ball. Hit deep to left field. Back to the center. He's back to the wall. It is going to get down and a home run. Charlie Neal is around third and on the way home with a home run in the left field bleacher. Now it's five to four. The Mets trailing by just one run. Charlie Neal really tied into that one. 
Charlie Neal. He now has two for three, has knocked two runs in. Ball landing about a third of the way up in the left field bleachers. Frank Thomas takes a strike on the outside corner. The ball went over the green barrier at the 358-foot mark and left. Three years ago, in 1959, when the Dodgers won the pennant, Charlie hit 19 home runs and knocked 83 runs in. Jackson winding. Here's his pitch. Swing at a foul dip. Strike two to Frank Thomas. Now Johnny Keene has sent the sign to the Redbird bullpen, and Ernie Brolio is starting to loosen up. Ernie Brolio, a 20-game winner year before last, is loosening up now in the bullpen for the Redbird. It's a 5-4 ball game. The Mets one behind. Outside and low. One ball, two strikes on Frank Thompson. Frank over one has grounded out short to first. In the third inning, he knocks a run in with a long fly to deep center field. Jackson working ahead of the batter. Winds and pitches. A ground ball raked down to third. Ken Boyer charging in, boots the ball. And Thomas is on. It'll be an error charge to third baseman Ken Boyer, and Frank Thomas gets the life. And now the Mets have the tying run on, and Gus Bell coming up. Gus became the first New York Met to get a base hit when he singled to center field in the second inning. And he puts Dan Musial right up against the barrier in right field in the third inning to take in his long drive. Left-hand hitters have always loved the short fortune ride here in St. Louis. The porch is covered by a screen, and anything off the screen is in play. Down comes the pitch. An overhand fastball in the outside corner calls strike. Two home runs by the New York Mets by Gil Hodges and by Charlie Neal. Bill White holding against the base runner, Frank Thomas. One away. The pitch a little bit low. One ball, one strike to Gus Bell. Now Gus checking with Sally Hemus. Sally on the lines at third. Cookie Lavagetto coaching at first. Jackson looking into Gene Oliver to get his fan. The outfield deep and around toward right. Here's the pitch on the way. An off-speed delivery. Take it outside and low. Two balls and one strike. <laughs> Gus Bell, 12-year veteran. Gus, after 12 years of the National League, has a lifetime average of 284. He's hit an even 200 homers. fly ball into left center field. Minnie Minoso moves over, Minnie's under it, and he makes the catch for the out. There are two away. Two down now in the top half of the fifth inning, and coming up will be Gil Hodges. Gil hit a home run, the ball traveling high up into the left field bleacher his last time up. And for Gil, it was the 362nd of his career. The all-time home run derby. Babe Ruth, Jimmy Fox, Ted Williams, Mel Ott, Lou Gehrig, Stan Musial, Duke Snyder, Mickey Mantle, Eddie Matthews, Ralph Kiner, and then Gil Hodges. 
Up round and low, it's ball one. Ernie Bolio heating up in the bullpen for the Redbirds. The Mets now trailing by just a run, and they have Thomas representing that tying run on first. There are two men away. Larry Jackson makes the one-second stop. Now the pitch. Hit foul off the big end of the bat. One ball, one strike on Gil Hodges. Don Summer waiting in the on-deck circle, hoping that Gil can save him a turn at bat here on the top of the fifth inning. Now Frank Thomas edging away from first. Julio Gotai over in the hole at short against Hatches. Fouled back into the mesh. No play in the count. One and two on Gill. Gill just very recently celebrated his 38th birthday. Certainly one of the class gentlemen in the history of the game. Gene Oliver across behind the plate sets up the target. The one-two delivery. Foul tip. Ball cannot be handled by Gene Oliver, and Hodges stays in there with a count of one ball, two strikes. Manager Johnny Keene pulling all the stops as Ernie Berlio getting ready in the bullpen. Cardinals five at the Mets four, top of the fifth inning. Jackson working very deliberately. Now he's up in pitching position. Around comes the right arm. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Second strikeout for Larry Jackson as he gets Gil Hodges. One run, one hit, one error, and one left on. So we've come halfway. And at the end of four and a half innings, the score now, the Cardinals five, and the New York Mets four. And now here's a Now before Kurt Flood steps in to hit in the last of the fifth, we step out for station identification. At the 810 spot on your radio dial, this is WGY Schenectady. Bob Murphy with Lindsey Nelson and Ralph Kiner. It's the last half of inning number five now with center fielder Kurt Flood. The Cardinal leadoff batter facing... Blonde right-hander, Bob Moorhead. Blazing fastball that next to the bat handle just ticked it right into Hopi's glove, strike one. Ball was out of the strike zone, but as Kurt Flood was falling away from the plate, it nicked the bat handle. Julian Javier is on deck, and then Bill White, the top trio in the Redbird batting order, home half of the fifth inning. The wind-up by Moorhead, down comes his pitch, and it's fouled off the fifth, back upstairs and out of play. Hey, a real good grab up here in the sky view seats by one of the outfielders. Bob Moorhead, who pitched to Jersey City the last two years, he was a real sleeper in spring training for the New York Mets. He pitched himself right onto the ball club. And the other pitchers, particularly the veterans, are very high on this hard-throwing young right-hander's chances. The two-strike pitch. Ground ball hit toward short. It may go through the hole. It does for a base hit. Mantilla tried to break and go over in the hole for the backhand play, but it was beyond his reach. And Flood is on with his second hit of the game. That is the ninth hit in the game for St. Louis. And it brings up Julian Javier. 
Out of here, the speedy second baseman has two for two going. Single to left field in the first, later scored. A single in the third inning and later scored. Now Javier, after reaching the batter's box, turns and goes back to get the rosin bag. This is one of those rather chilly nights and a good night to work with a big handle bat because when you're working with those slender bat handles, it can be a little bit painful. Don Zimmer moving in close at third. It's a five to four game. The Redbirds lead by one. Blood, a fast man, leads off first. Here's the pitch. Ground ball tapped down the first baseline, and it is a fair ball. Hodges up and it steps on the back. This is going to bring on an argument. Bill White charging up in the on-deck circle, challenges Tom Gorman about it. Both umpires, Tom Gorman and Bill Joukowsky, waiting until the last moment to see when Gill handle the ball before making the call. Flood goes on over to second base. One man away, and the hitter now is Bill White. That ball was hit right down the line, not hit very hard. Gill came up to play it. He was about two steps toward home from first base, then went back to make the unassisted play there on Javier. Bill White, two for two in the game, with Kurt Flood now in scoring position. White has single to right, both times up, driven one run in. Pitched to him by Moorhead is outside, ball one. Bob Moorhead pitched winter baseball, and he reported the spring training in top shape. Oftentimes, a pitcher will not work too many innings in the winter circuits, but Moorhead was a busy pitcher down there. The outfield deep and around toward right against Bill White, who has good power. The kick of the leg, down comes the arm. A high infield pop-up out toward second base. Mantilla, right behind second, takes it for the out. Now there are two away in the last half of inning number five, and here comes Stan the man. Stan wasting no time to continue to write his name into the National League record book. He doubled in the third inning and later scored on the base hit by Manny Minoso, and when he did, it marked 1,859 runs scored by Stan the Man to tie the all-time National League record held by Mel Ott. Gizio two for two in the game with two runs batted in. Ball one outside and low. give you a complete rundown of the scores of the other games at the end of the inning. Now Bob Moorhead, the 24-year-old right-hander from Lemoyne, Pennsylvania, gets his sign from Hobie Landra. Kirk Flood leading off second, two men down. The pitch to Musio. Outside and low, ball two, two and oh. They have run into rain down in Houston, and that game is being held up. played three innings before the rains came, so that is not an official ball game as yet. Bob Moorhead behind on the count to Stan Musial, 2-0. Cardinals lead 5-4, last half of the fifth inning. Ball three. Musial laying off of it, and now it's 3-0. K-1 
Kenny Boyer on deck and then Benny Minoso. Roger Craig worked the first three innings. Roger gave up five runs, eight hits. Bob Moorhead has now hurled one and two-thirds innings, allowed no runs, one hit. Now Moorhead with a 3-0 delivery. Ball four, it's inside, and Musio walks. He first down a breaking ball on 3-0, and now that brings up the right-hand hitter, Ken Boyer. Boyer was robbed of a hit on a fine fielding effort by Don Kummer in the third inning. So Boyer is 0-2 in the game. Led the Cardinal attack last year, hitting 329. And now young Bob Moorhead will be working hard to get the Cardinals out and keep the Mets close in this game. They trail by one. Two home runs in the game, both hit by the Mets, by Charlie Neal and by Gil Hodges. Bob Moorhead taking his time. Now looks back to check the lead runner, Kurt Flood. Flood leading off second, Musial off first. Gil Hodges back at fielding depth on the outfield around toward left. Here's the pitch by Moorhead, way outside a breaking ball. One ball and no strikes on Ken Boyer. Frank Thomas in left field is deep against Boyer. Pulled a bit over toward the line. The pitch by Moorhead. Inside and low, and he gets behind on Boyer 2-0. Now Casey Stengel comes up toward the top of the dugout to give things a serious glance. Bob Moorhead is up in the pitching position. Two runners take a lead. Down comes the pitch way outside. Hobie had to go off to his right for that one. And suddenly the plate has started to move around on Bob Moorhead, and he goes behind 3-0 on Boyer. He walked Musial on four pitches. He has a tough hitter coming up in Minnie Minoso. Pitching 3-0. Strength one call, 3-1. Now Kenny Boyer turns his head to check with his manager, Johnny Keene, who runs his ball club off the coaching lines at third. Let's keep a close eye on the runners now and see if Johnny Keene puts a play on. Flood leading off second. Stan Musial leading off first. Two men down. Redbirds five and the Mets four here in the last half of the fifth inning. Now Moorhead is in agreement with Hobie Landreth. The runners take a lead. Here's the pitch on the way. A line drive hit deep toward right field. It's hit toward the screen. It's bouncing off the screen. Flood is coming in to score. Musial will be held up at third by Johnny Keene. And it's a double for Kenny Boyer to the opposite field. Boyer 
one pitch, a line drive against the screen in right field. Ball was hit over toward the line. Bell had no chance whatsoever. Musial goes around to third, and now it is six to four. The Cardinals out in front. Runners on second and third. Two men down. Many Minoso up. And here is a mighty big spot in this ball game for the New York Mets. Minoso single to right his last time up. Morehead out of his windup. Down comes the pitch. Too high is ball one. Benny has one for two. It's knocked one run in. He singled to right, scoring Musial in the third inning, but when he swept too far around, the ball was cut off by Gil Hodges, and they got him in the ensuing rundown with Don Zimmer coming all the way from third over to first to take the throw from Charlie Neal and tag Amonoso as he was trying to get back into first. Foul to cut back at Bears and out of play. One ball, one strike on Minoso. Cardinals now have six runs on ten hits. The New York Mets four runs on six base hits. But here is a key spot here. Cardinals lead by two, and they'd like to lead by four. They have two in scoring position. Morehead cranks up. Down comes the pitch. Inside, taken across the runners by Minoso. Two balls and a strike. Now, Hobie will go out and have a talk with Bob Morehead. corner of that plate. Bob Moorhead winds. Down comes the pitch. Strike. A good fastball on the outside edge. And now the count is even at two and two on Minoso. Stan Musial leading off third. Ken Boyer off second. Two men down as Moorhead checks in with Hobie Landry. The infield and the outfield straight away. Pitching two and two. Ball three, it's up high, and the spring is out three and two. Gene Oliver is waiting on deck. Ball count three and two on Minnie Minoso. The wind up by Moorhead. Here's the pitch. He's struck in out, swinging. Beauty of a breaking ball thrown by Bob Moorhead, and in a real clutch spot, he fans a tough hitter in Minnie Minoso. For the Cardinals in their half of the fifth inning, they score one run on two hits. No errors, and two were left on. At the end of five, the score in St. Louis, the Redbirds six, and the New York Mets four. And Taylor, the losing pitcher. Dan Zimmer leading off, taps a slow grinder down to third. Boyer up with it. The long throw to White is in time, and Zimmer's out. One away in the top of the sixth inning, and that brings up Hobie Landry. Rounding out the American League schedule, Detroit and Washington rained out in the nation's capital. After five and a half innings, Camilo Pasqual has Kansas City shut out, with the Minnesota Twins leading the A's three to nothing. Hobie 0 for 2 in the game is flied to center and flied to left. His 
Last time up, he had a hard line drive into the seats, but it was fouled by about 15 yards. Strike one call. Larry Jackson wheeling it right in there. One out, nobody on top of the sixth inning. Mets trailing by two. Right-hander Larry Jackson winds and pitches. And it's popped up off the fifth, back toward the backstop, hoping for a play is Dean Oliver, but it's going to be out of his reach. Gene Oliver giving that one a chase all the way to the backstop, but it was out of his reach. Now Casey Stingle has sent the sign to the bullpen, and Herb Moford will start listing up. Herb Moford, who last year was a 15-game winner with the Rochester Red Wings in the International League, is cranking up in the mid-bullpen under the supervision of Red Ruffing. Bob Moorhead is scheduled up next. A ground ball past the mound, going to his right, Javier, he's up with it, throws to White in time, and there are two down. Ball hit almost up the middle, but Javier was playing... Hoping to hit the ball up the middle, so he went gliding to his right to handle the grounder and throw him out. Now there are two away, nobody on. Bob Moorhead is scheduled up. And Moorhead will come up to bat. Bob Moorhead stepping in for his first time at bat. Bob now has pitched two innings, allowed one run, given up two hits. Pitched by Larry Jackson, is outside and low, ball one. Well, the Mets will not be in St. Louis again for almost three months. The next time they play here, very late July, about the 27th. Call strike on the outside corner. Of course, with the expansion in the National League, you now visit the other cities only three times. And it becomes increasingly important to try and get the games in in the threatening weather. The 1-1 pitch, and he pops the ball up out towards second base. Who's going to get it? Coming in is go tie and Javier, and Javier makes the catch on the edge of the infield grass in front of second. So Larry Jackson puts together his strongest inning of the entire ball game as he gets the tail end of the batting order in order. No runs, no hits, no errors, then left on. At the end of five and a half innings, the score... The St. Louis Cardinals, six, and the New York Mets, four. Last half of the sixth inning, the Redbirds will have the tail end of their batting order coming up against Bob Moorhead with Gene Oliver, Julio Gotay, and Larry Jackson. Right after the game, the Mets fly back to New York, and they're all certainly looking forward to the big welcome in New York. Parade down Lower Broadway and the reception at City Hall. Festivities highlighting about noon. Gene Oliver 0 for 2 in the game, right-hand hitter. Line drive, hit deep down the left field line, running for it is Frank Thomas. He won't be able to get it. It's in for a base hit. He grabs it on a hop. The throw coming in, relayed towards second, not in time. A double for Gene Oliver. Cardinals wearing their hitting shoes in this game tonight. Gene Oliver getting his first hit, a double down the left field line. 
That brings up the shortstop, Julio Gotai. He's 0 for 2 in the game. Thrown out by Don Zimmer and thrown out by Charlie Neal. That is the third hit given up in relief by Bob Moorhead. Last half of the sixth, Cardinal six, Mets four. Now the stretch by Moorhead, they look for the buck. A full swing and a foul ball wafted back upstairs and out of play. Gil Hodges and Don Zimmer both anticipating a possible sacrifice bunt. Larry Jackson on deck. Jackson has been up twice and both times hit fly balls, one extremely deep. He made a strong bid for a home run back in the second. Thomas caught the ball up against the barrier. Now Bob Moorhead makes the one-second stop. Kicks the leg, delivers. Ground ball hits the second base. Neal has a good throw his leg. Around third and holding up is Gene Oliver. As Charlie Neal cocks that arm to make a throw, Johnny Keene, coaching on the lines of third, held him up. It'll be an error charge to Charlie Neal. Charlie uh, just about had that one in his glove, and it slithered off, went through his legs, and rolled into short right field. They showed a lot of respect for Charlie Neal's arm on that one, remembering the great throw he made earlier in the ballgame. The nail, Bill White, at home plate. And so now the situation becomes serious for the New York Mets. Runners on first and third, nobody out. The infield getting together with Bob Moorhead to go over the possibilities. Julio Gotay reaching safely on the air. Oliver had broken from second across toward third, and Charlie was perhaps sinking a glance to see if he had any possibility for a play on him. Now the Mets defensively will have to be alive for anything as Jackson steps in. Runners on first and third, nobody out. Zimmer, even with a bag at third. Here's the stretch. And the pitch on the way. Full swing and a miss strike one. Jackson 0 for 2. Fly to deep left field, fly to center. Right-hand hitter. Charlie Neal and Felix Mantilla set up a double play depth. Hodges holds against the runner. Gotai. And Zim is even with the bag, wide of the line at third. The outfielders playing toward the alleys. Here's the pitch on the way. Fouled back upstairs and out of play. That time, both Gil Hodges and Don Zimmer felt that the squeeze play might be on, and they broke for home. Moorhead working with a two-strike count on Larry Jackson. Center fielder Kurt Flood on deck and then Julian Javier. Crowd reaction in the background. That foul ball lodged itself just beyond the reach of one of the fans. He was really trying to make his arm stretch out to get it. Moorhead ready. Delivers. And it's a fly ball. It's a short center field. It may go in for a base hit. Here comes Ashburn. Put it in for a Texas League hit. The play is going across the third. Not in time. And on the second on the show goes Larry Jackson. Ashburn tried for Gotai, who went from first to third. And on the attempt to get Gotai at third, Jackson takes second on the throw to third. And now the Cardinals have a three-run lead, seven to four. Runners on second and third, nobody out. 
Give Larry Jackson a base at a Texas ligger into shallow right center field. And now the sign goes down for Herb, Mo- Herb Mofer to start warming up again. So Larry Jackson gets a run batted in. And the hitter is Kurt Flood. Flood has two for three in the game, both singles in the third and again in the fifth. Has scored twice. And now the Mets are bringing the infield up tight. With runners on second and third, nobody out. No tie on third. Jackson leading off second. Bob Moorhead into his windup. Now the pitch. And it's fouled off to the right. It will be out of play. Cardinal batting order has hit safely with the exception of Julio Gotay. Morehead winding the pitch on the way. Just a little bit low. One ball, one strike. Kurt Flood, who hit 322 last year, facing Bob Morehead with the infield drawn in tight. A defensive move that always places the hitter at an advantage, but something you have to do in this spot. Pitching one and one. And the ball is in high in the air to right center field in its seat. Back goes Gus Bell. He's getting there. Gus makes the catch in deep right center. Go tight tags and comes in to score. And Jackson goes from second over to third after the grab. That was a long one to right center field run down by Gus Bell. Go tie coming in. Give Kirk Flood a run batted in. Six of the Cardinals now have knocked a run in. Two runs are in here in the last half of the sixth inning, and the Cardinals now have a four-run lead. They are out in front eight to four. Only one away, Jackson on third, so the infield remains in close as Julian Javier steps in to hit. Javier, the second baseman, right-hand batter, has two for three in the game. Has scored twice. Forehead winds and pitches. Right in there, strike one call. eight, the Mets four, last half of the sixth inning. Now Bob Moorhead has his sign from Hobie Landra. The wind-up and pitch, a pitch out, nothing was on. Hobie Landra thought he sent something going in the form of a squeeze, and he had Moorhead pitch out. One ball and one strike. Now, Javier is out of the batter's box, getting together on the signs with his manager, Johnny Keene, who's on the lines at third. Larry Jackson, the runner on third, one down. Forehead with the full windup. Down comes the pitch. Again, they pitch out. And it was the base running, perhaps, of Larry Jackson that caused the Mets to feel that the squeeze might be on. He came breaking down that line and slammed on the brakes. Two balls and a strike now on Javier. With the infield in, two balls and a strike on Javier. 
Javier deep in the box, spins from the waist. Foul ball coming back toward our broadcast booth and out of play. Well, the count is two and two. Jackson on third as Moorhead cranks up the 2-2 pitch. A drive hit hard into left field for a base hit. That brings Jackson in to score, and Javier is on with his third hit of the game. And now it's 9-4 in favor of the Redbirds. And before Bill White comes up to hit, let's pause for station identification. At the 810 spot on your radio dial, this is WGY's Connectivity. Murphy with Lindsey Nelson and Ralph Kiner from St. Louis where the Red Hot Redbirds have widened their lead now to 9-4. to four. This has been a real team effort for the Cardinals. Seven of their nine players now have knocked in a run. Musial and Boyer each have driven in two. Three runs are in here in the last half of the sixth inning. It's now 9-4 to four, and the hitter is Bill White. White has two for three in the game and he's driven home a run. Strong left-hand hitter waiting. There goes the runner, a swing and a miss, a pick by Hobie, the slide, the ball hits him in the back. Carroll's got into left field. Javier is on his way to third. Javier goes on to third with a low throw, struck him in the back, and Carroll down into left field. So it'll be a stolen base for Javier. And an error charge to Hobie Landra. Stolen base by Javier. An error charge to Hobie on the low throw that hit the runner and went out into left field, enabling him to scramble to his feet and go on to third. One away, a runner on third. The batter is Bill White. Moorhead winds and pitches. A high fly hit down the left field line is twisting toward foul ground. After to Zimmer, and it's beyond the reach of Dow, but it lands in foul ground and out of play. Down the left field line, Don Landrum, very fine defensive outfielder, is warming up his arm, so we may see him in action defensively. The Cardinals breaking through for three runs here in the sixth inning. They have a runner on third with one down, and they now lead nine to four. on deck and then Ken Boyer. Let's have the left side of the infield up and the right side of the infield back against Bill White. Inside and high. One ball, two strikes. Bob Moorhead got off impressively when he came into the game. He got them out in order in the fourth inning. 
gave up one run in the fifth inning and has given up three here in the sixth. Now the one-two pitch. Too high and it's two and two on Bill White. In the opener at the Polo Grounds on Friday, either Al Jackson or Sherman Roadblock Jones will be pitching for the New York Mets against Pittsburgh. The Pirates were rained out of their game today with the Phillies. They won yesterday on a shutout by Bob Friend. A high fly ball hit down the right field line. Just Bell moving toward the line is getting under it. Javier tags up. The catch is made. Here comes Javier. Here comes the throw. Out in time to run us in. Sacrifice fly for Bill White. That gives White his second RBI. It's a four-run inning now for the Redbirds. And they lead the New York Mets by a score of 10-4 to in the last of the sixth inning. Now Stan Musial is the seventh man up of the inning, and Stan comes up with two down and the bases clear. Stan has a perfect night going with two for two and a walk. Right in there on a breaking ball, strike one call. Musial has single to left, driving in a run, double to right, driving in a run, and drawn a walk. Inside, driving him back from the plate. One ball, one strike. They have not resumed as yet in the ballgame down at Houston. Houston led two to nothing at the end of three when it started to rain. Moreheads pitched to Musial. A line drive hit hard toward the right field corner. Bell is after it. Can't make the catch. It breaks off his glove after he dives for it. Musial is on his way to second to throw. The slide. Out of second base. Just ball to Phoenix Mantilla. Just throwing to a deep right field corner. And Musial is out. A great throw by Gus Bell from the right field corner. And Musial is out trying for a double. The fake coming into Felix Mantilla. So in the sixth inning, the Cardinals score four runs. Four hits. Two errors. And nobody left on. At the end of six, the score now, the Cardinals nine and the Mets four. So we'll be going along to the seventh inning and stepping in now to carry us along to the seventh inning and the remainder of the way. It's always a real pleasure to introduce Lindsey Nelson. Thanks very much, Bob Murphy. The Cardinals that time hopping on young Bob Moorhead for a big inning, getting four here to stretch their lead on opening night in St. Louis. And the New York Mets will be coming on here in the top half of the seventh inning with Richie Ashburn, Felix Mantilla, and Charlie Neal coming up. In case you've joined us along the way, Larry Jackson started for the St. Louis Cardinals, and he has come all the way. Only one of those four runs was earned in that inning as the Mets committed two errors. And Don Landrum has gone into right field now in place of Stan Musial. Don Landrum relieving Stan the Man. 41-year-old Stan Musial being relieved by Don Landrum as we go to the seventh inning. So in case you're keeping a scorecard, insert Landrum in the cleanup slot in place of Musial. 
in your Cardinal batting order. And now Richie Ashburn is up to lead off for the New York Mets. Here's the pitch he tries to bunt it and fouls it off for strike one. Richie Ashburn trying to get out anyway, trying to use his speed, tried to dump the ball down the third baseline. That brought Ken Boyer and Ali Gallup from his position at third. However, it went foul and Richie Ashburn comes back. Ashburn is one for three. He flied the center, single to left, and grounded out to first base. He scored one run this evening also. Again, Larry Jackson in the windup. Pitch goes outside for ball. It's one and one now. Larry Jackson looking in to get the sign from rookie catcher Gene Oliver. Here's the 1-1 pitch, and it's in there for a call. Strike two. Bob Gibson and Ernie Brolio throwing in the bullpen now for the St. Louis Cardinals. Bob Gibson and Ernie Brolio are both right-handers. came back about as far as he could go came skidding into the barrier and one-handed the ball so there's one away and Felix Mantia right-hand bat is coming up he has been up twice officially without a hit he drew one walk here and scored one run one man out nobody on as Jackson winds and fires as it drives out the left field out of base it could be for extra bases Mantia turns first hits for second Minoso up with the ball, relays it in. He still goes to third base as going in, standing at second is Mantia with a double down the left field line. So that is the first hit of this season of 1962 for shortstop Felix Mantia on behalf of the New York Mets. They have a runner at second, one man out, and Charlie Neal coming up. Neal flat to right, single to drive in a run and hit a home run. Two for three, has driven in two runs, had one sparkling play in the field. Charlie Neal's a right-hand batter. It goes outside for ball. One ball and no strikes to count to Neal. Mantia leads off the bag at second. They play Neal pretty much straight away as far as the outfield is concerned. Here's a drive going straight away into center field, rubbing in for a base hit. Kirk Flood up for the ball, and holding it third is Felix Mantia as the throw is cut off at the mound by first baseman Bill White. The cutoff man coming across to take Flood's throw, as Mantia held it third. By cutting it off, of course, it prevented Charlie Neal from passing on the throw in. So Neal has his third base hit of the night, a single to center. Mantia has moved to third. The Mets have runners at first and third one man out. Mike Thomas is coming up. The score is 10 to 4. The Cardinals leading here in the top half of the seventh inning in St. Louis, Missouri, opening night. And Tia leads at third. Charlie Neal still on the bag at first, waiting until Larry Jackson has the time. Now Neal takes his lead. The stretch position at the mound and the pitch. Brown ball going to Jackson. He plays the second for one. The relay to first. Double play. Decided to retire. Mike Thomas hitting a double play. That goes one to four to three if you're scoring it. 
Julian Javier, who was playing over and behind the bag on goal header Frank Thomas, took the relay and fired right on across for the double play. So in the top half of the seventh inning, the New York Mets get no runs on two hits, no errors, and one man left. And so at the end of six to one half inning, the play the score is St. Louis Cardinals 10 and the New York Mets 4. Well, it's the seventh inning stretch again. A lot of the folks here are getting up to stretch. I uh, wonder what the fans back in New York are doing, Ralph. Well, that's easy, Lindsay. I'll bet a good many of them are stretching out for glasses of Rangel Extra Dry. Ah, true enough. And comes the seventh inning, or any inning, more fans stretch out for Rangel than for any other beer. Well, that's sure enough. And Rangel, you know, is New York's favorite beer. Yes, sir, it's very easy to see why. In fact, Dry tells you why. Yes, extra dry tells you why Rheingold is beer as beer should taste. Brisk and bright, clean, clear through. Rheingold is brewed of the choicest ingredients, brewed the long, slow, costly away. That's what makes Rheingold extra dry such a wonderful beer. Wonderful because it's so much more refreshing. More refreshing because it's extra dry. Right, Ralph? Right, Lindsay. So, folks, why not enjoy a fine cold glass of Rheingold along with our diamond doing? Join the millions who say... My beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. Now the New York Mets have brought Herb Mulford on in relief of Bob Moorhead. Herb Mulford, a right-hander and veteran major league performer, is in now. On the mound, firing in the warm-up tosses to Hobie Landis. So Bob Moorhead went a total of three innings. He gave up five runs. On six hits, he struck out one, and he walked one. Now Herb Mulford is in. And we'll be facing Ken Boyer, the third baseman. Boyer, grounded out third to first, grounded out third to first, and double to right field to drive in a run in the fifth inning. A big blow. Pitch is on the way, and it's in there for a call strike. Over to side armor. And uh, left the wheel out there and pitch uh, out of the uniform. Facing big Ken Boyer. There's a wind-up and the pitch. Directly at Neal, and he's out. Charlie Neal taking the line drive off the bat of Ken Boyer. There's one away, and that will bring up Minnie Minoso. Herb Mulford. Herb Mulford initially came to the Major League with the St. Louis Cardinals in 1955. Later he was with the Detroit Tigers in 1958. He's fixed to Minoso. Swing the best strike one. And Mulford was with the Boston Red Sox in 1959. Last year he was with Rochester where he won 15 games for 13. Herb Mulford, not pitching. And a high mounting ground ball to the shortstop. And Tia throws to Hodges in time and he's out. Minoso hitting a mounting ball into the hole, but shortstop man Tia went to his right, came up with it, fired on to Gil Hodges in time for the out. So they're two in away, and that brings up Gene Oliver. Ricky Catcher, who made a fine catch of a fly, a foul uh, ball back against the belly a moment ago, and he gets the hand as he comes up. He struck out. Line to short and doubles. 
and scored one run. Hogan is looking in to get the sign from catcher Hobie Landon. Side arms him way outside for the ball. Is 31 years old. Lions and fires. Side armed again and a general for a cold strike. It's 1 1. We're in the bottom half of the seventh inning here in St. Louis. Opening night of the 1962 season. Ten teams in the National League. Here's a 1 1 pitch. He checks it and takes outside. For ball two, it's 2 1. Rolio and Bob Gibson still scoring in the bullpen for the St. Louis Cardinals as they lead by a score of 10 to 4 over the New York Mets here. That pitch goes outside for the ball. It's 3 and 1. In the preseason polls, there were a great many experts who picked the St. Louis Cardinals to win the National League Senate this year, and in the consensus of all the polls, the Cards were picked as a very definite contender for the National League title. Sufficiently. In Portsmouth, Virginia, on Sunday, he sustained a burned eye trying to 
Crawford was working out tonight before there was a ball game and said he was about 95% recovered. So it may very well be Sherman Jones. It's not Al Jackson. And ball four and Gusto goes down to first base. So the New York Mets have a base runner. And it's the second walk given up this evening by Larry Jackson. Coming to the plate, Gil Hodges, who hit a home run. The top half of the fourth inning to become the first New York Mets to hit a home run. Later in the next inning, Charlie Neal became the second Mets to home run. That was a 362nd career home run for Gil Hodges. Moved him ahead of Joe DiMaggio in the career home run total department. Only two right-hand hitters in the history of Major League Baseball. That is more home runs than Gil Hodges. One of them, Jimmy Fox, the other, Ralph Kiner. That pitches outside the ball. Kinder is not likely to be improving on his total since he is with us in the broadcasting booth. And will be here all season long to bring you the games of the New York Mets. Gastel leads it first. Larry Jackson checks in. Here's the pitch. It's a call strike taken by Gil Hodges. He looks down to Sally Hammond, the coach's series now. Tricky Lavagetto is coaching in first. Tricky's name, of course, is pronounced variously around the major leagues by ball players. They call him Lavagetta, Lavagetta, all sorts of things. So we went to him at Miller Huggins Field the first day of spring training and said, How do you pronounce your name? He said, Lavagetta. Now here is a swing and a foul ball on the first base line. Bill White's giving it a run and it is going into the stands and out of play. One ball and two strikes to count. Gil Hodges at the plate. Gil was 38 years old about a week ago. Spent 15 seasons with the Brooklyn and Los Angeles Dodgers. This is his first game in National League competition in any uniform other than that of the Dodgers. Ball. It's going foul. Charlie Hemis steals it from one end. Coaching line to third. The count holds it one ball and two strikes to Gil Hodges. That's the play for the New York Mets. We have just called the base runner at first. And nobody out. Larry Jackson, the starting pitcher for the Cardinals, is still in there. There's a one-two pitch, and there's a ground ball going to shortstop. Go tie has it over to Javier. He's out to relay the first. He's out, double play. Miguel Hodges is hit into a double play for short to second to first. Julio goes tied, and Julio on Javier to Bill White. That will bring up Don Zimmer. Well, the St. Louis Cycles got out of the seventh inning with a double play, and now they erase Gasnell on a double play.
to Larry Jackson, Kurt Flood, and Julian Javier. Before we get into that, let's allow our stations to identify themselves. We pause now for station identification. At the 8th spot on your radio dial, this is WGY Schenectady. This is Lindsey Nelson with Ralph Cannon and Bob Murphy in St. Louis, Missouri, as the New York Mets are meeting the St. Louis Cardinals in an opening night game with the Mets representing the city of New York back in the National League once again. And to lead off, the St. Louis Cardinals are going to send up their starting pitcher, who's going to do all the way, Larry Jackson. And now Slim Levine is coming to pitch for the New York Mets. Slim Levine, right-hander, Major League veteran, is in to pitch for the New York Mets. Facing opposing pitcher Larry Jackson. Pitch goes outside for a ball. Had a great many good years with the Brooklyn and Los Angeles Dodgers. Pitching high for ball two. And he went to Detroit. And in the Senate winning season of 1960, the Pittsburgh Pirates brought Levine on, and he was a very valuable asset to them. He was with the Pirates again last year. That pitch goes outside. It is 3 0 now to Larry Jackson. has a sinker and a curveball that's uh, most effective when he gets it down there low. That's where he keeps it most of the time. That's a call strike one. It's three and one. Three balls and one strike. With nobody out and nobody on. The line winds and fires and it's a call strike two. Three and two now. And it's a fly ball going out to left center. Ashburn is coming on. He is called. He's under. He's waiting. And Ashburn has it for the out. So Larry Jackson is fly to center. Herb Mopert pitched only one inning in relief for the New York Mets. Gave up no runs on one hit. A double to Gene Oliver. Now leadoff man Kurt Flood is at the plate. He's two for three in the sacrifice fly. He's driven in one run. shutout he pitched against the New York Giants in the playoff at the end of the 1951 season between the Dodgers and the Giants. Pitches outside for a ball to flood. And the 10-0 shutout that uh, Levine threw set up the third game in which Bobby Thompson hit his famed home run at the Polo Gun to win the Senate of 1951 for Leo DeRocher's New York Giants. Their ball inside. It's 2-1. Two for three and a sacrifice fly, and one run by the down up there. Leans at the curveball and misses. It's two-two. One man out 
nobody on base for the St. Louis Cardinals. Ben Levant is the fourth New York Mets pitcher of the evening. This ball outside. That time it's three and two. Now so the count has gone full to Kurt Flood. Levant had a full count to Larry Jackson. Now has a full count to Kurt Flood.
get struck out one and walked out. Craig is the pitcher of record as far as the New York Mets are concerned. Larry Jackson, of course, who has been the only pitcher for the Cardinals, is their pitcher of record. And it's Johnny Keane running the club in the coaching line at third base. And Harry Walker coaching at first for the St. Louis Cardinals. Levine is looking in to get the side, but right now Javier is back out of the batter's box again. Down is full. It'll be on Javier. And now, catcher Hobie Lambert is going out to the mound. Have a word with Clem Levine.
ball and broke it in half, as a matter of fact. Chris Clark crossing the plate with the 11th St. Louis run of the evening. And Don Landrum is coming up now. Yuli Calder Landrum replaced Dan Musial in the seventh inning in right field. So Landrum is running in the cleanup fight. He's a left-hand batter. Last year he opened in center field for the St. Louis guys.
Swing and a foul ball off the bat of Marshall. So it's two strike count out of him. Larry Jackson taking a moment to massage the new baseball. Now looking in to get the side. Two strikes to count to Jim Marshall. Here's the pitch. It misses outside for ball one. Two strikes with one run out and nobody on base. The Mets batting in the top half of the ninth inning of their first game ever in National League competition. Marshall takes the ball high. Two two. Larry Jackson started. He's come all the way for St. Louis. He has struck out two and walked two. He has allowed eight hits. Here's the ball ball on the ground, down the right field line and out of play. In case you have joined us along the way, the St. Louis Cardinals got off and winging with two runs in the bottom half of the first inning off Roger Craig. And pointed back to there was a balk. Opening night jitters on behalf of the New York Mets. Moved a couple of runners up in the scoring position. Stan Musial drove in the first run. Ken Boyer drove in the second. Patrick Smith is high and outside. It's three and two now to Marshall. Mets came on in the top half of the third inning to tie up the ball game as they got two runs on two hits. But then the Cardinals came right back in the bottom half of the third to add three runs and go out in front and have led sets. They got one in the fifth and four more in the sixth. One in the eighth. Three-two pitch to Marshall. Full foul on the ground and out of play down into the New York bullpen. There have been two New York home runs this evening. Gil Hodges had one and Charlie Neal had one. Top half of the ninth. Here comes a 3-2 pitch. Pitch is outside and Marshall has walked. So the New York Mets have a base runner here in the top half of the ninth. That is the third walk given up this evening by Larry Jackson. And we'll bring up Richie Ashburn. Richie is one for four. Slide to center, single, grounded out to first and fouled out to the catcher. Conference at the mound. That manager Johnny Keane has gone out to talk things over with Larry Jackson. Jackson was a starting pitcher, and he's going to stay in there. Johnny Keene turns and runs off the mound. Right now, Jackson is looking into Gene Oliver to get the sign as Richie Ashburn. Chokes up on the bat. It's an effort. Call strike one. Jim Marshall is the runner at first. Ken Boyer in on the grass at third. Then the field of Kurt Flood shaded over toward left on left-hand batter Richie Ashburn. That's the way they play him. And Gotai is right in the hole. That's a call strike. Richie Ashburn trying to duck underneath, but Tom Gorman, the umpire behind the plate, says strike two. 
base hit that Richie Ashman had in the third inning was a ground ball punched right between Ken Boyer and Julio Gotai. And there was practically no room to punch one because Gotai was as far over in the hole as he could get anyway, where he is right now. Here's the drive going into center field. Big flood moving over, makes the catch. Marshall halfway on the fly ball to center. Returns to make it first, no it's bad. At least Richie Ashman had Kurt Flood moving because this one was to straightaway center and he was shaded over to left center and had to hustle over there to pull it down. Two men out and Felix Mantia up there now. Mantia is one for three tonight and with a double he also drew a walk and scored one run. It's strike one. Don't forget the New York Mets. Immediately after this ball game, we'll fly to New York, and tomorrow at about noontime, they will be welcomed to the city of New York in a ticker tape parade, and then they will open up at the polo grounds on Friday afternoon against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Here's a fly ball down the right field line. It is foul. It is curving on over and going out of play. Right fielder Don Landrum gave it the long run, but to no avail. When the New York Mets had to cut down to the 28-player limit to make the trip here to St. Louis, they optioned uh, Joe Christopher out to Syracuse. 24-hour recall. Added Rod Keneal to the Mets roster. He was on the Syracuse roster. They hope to have Christopher back before long. That pitch goes high. One and two now to Felix Mantia. Manager Johnny Keane was telling us just before the ball game that the Cardinals had put red shamedings on the active player list. Said he didn't have to cut anybody. He only had 27 as it was. Here's a ground ball going down the third base line. Ken Boyer up with it. He'll have a fast throw. He's out at first base. The ball game's over. And Mantia grounded out. Third to first. Ken Boyer hustling over and flying it out across to Bill White. And the New York Mets have gone down in the top half of the ninth inning with no runs on, no hits, no errors, and one man left. And that is the end of the ball game. We'll be back in a moment with final throws in the summary, but right now, the final score of the ball game, the St. Louis Cardinals 11, the New York Mets 4. And now, a word for pipe smokers.